and welcome to our podcast, The Asphalt Story. Today, we want to give you an overview of the Asian and Middle Eastern markets. I'm Marina Vinagradova, Senior Manager for Argus Consulting Services. And with me today are Leanne Tam, Editor of Bitman Report covering Asian markets, Claire Angie, Reporter covering Middle East and Asian markets, Sarah Full, Manager in Argus Consulting, responsible for the crude and refined products coverage in Middle East, and Elia Chan, Analyst for our Asia Consulting team. So I just wanted to start with Julian today. Uh, one of the questions that we've been asked uh, is, uh, what is the impact of volatility in the crude and refined products market that we have seen recently on the Asian beaten markets? It, did it impact um, anything in any way? So market participants are a bit unnerved, for sure. I think tensions in the Middle East, uh, unpredictable weather patterns, volatility in crude and fuel oil prices, this have all added an element of uncertainty to the near-term outlook. Um, but demand and supply fundamentals that have been unique to the Asia bitumen market has still been the main factor influencing price trends over the past weeks. So the Asia market is now finding itself in a bit of a stalemate um, on one hand, supplies are slightly tight, um, and from what we observe, most producers in Singapore are not under much pressure to sell as we head into the last quarter of 2023. So there are some maintenances happening in Northeast Asia, and some Southeast Asian producers are also looking to cut operating rates over the November and December timeframe. And all of these factors have somewhat curtailed uh, regional supplies. And we see this reflected in the offers that the producers are putting out for November and December. Uh, many producers have raised their offers for November and December loading cargoes over the past week, citing a lack of inventory pressures. So there is some interest to see how the recent volatility and in fuel oil pricing could possibly impact um, bitumen production. So bitumen prices for a bit there were trading at a slight premiums to high sulfur fuel oil. And there are some who are curious to see um, if this could incentivize some refiners to produce more bitumen instead. Although for now, uh, we have not seen any major changes to production plans. Right, interesting. But how does this stack against the demand? How the demand in Asia performed? Have you seen any upside support to the market? So on the demand front, we do see some inquiries emerging from Malaysia and Indonesia in October. And uh, summer demand from Australia has also started to come through. And while that has provided some support to the market, we find that demand from China and Vietnam uh, particularly is still very much lacking. And there have been some questions raised over the sustainability of any pricing uptrend in light of this. So for China, the second half of October and the first half of November typically marks the last window of opportunity for a demand pickup, you know, as road paving activities in North China typically wraps up before the weather starts to get cold. And this usually happens in late November, ahead of the seasonal winter lull. And while there has been some restocking interest seen, the import demand is still extremely weak. Um, as arbitrage economics for imports in South China for Singapore origin cargoes is still very much unworkable. So East China is also struggling to absorb export cargoes from South Korea, um, given that domestic availability is still very much sufficient to cover um, demand requirements. And that has left some traders looking to move these South, these South Korean volumes to other markets instead. So with the, Viet with the Vietnamese market being the prime candidate. 
So which brings us nicely to Vietnam. Uh, Vietnam has been well covered by a variety of supply sources, so primarily from the Middle East and more recently, as we mentioned, South Korea. So the South Korea to Vietnam trade flow has also been facilitated by a widening spread between FOB Singapore and FOB South Korea pricing. So uh, while Singapore export pricing has been supported somewhat by tight supplies, um, like we mentioned earlier, a dearth of buying interest from the China market has really weighed down on the FOB South Korea pricing, given that uh, China is typically the main target market for South Korean exports. And the relatively cheaper pricing of South Korean cargoes now, um, relative to that of Singapore exports, has piqued the interest of some traders who have already moved some of these volumes down into Vietnam. So in a nutshell, I think we are seeing regional trades in Asia to be generally slow. There are a handful of inquiries emerging and demand has improved relative to September, but I think it's still by no means um, very strong. So having said that, um, the refiners are also not under much pressure to sell and the slower trade also has somewhat impacted vessel availability, which is on the high side. So there's no shortage of vessels as tighter bitumen supplies um, coupled with muted downstream demand has left vessel owners with fewer cargoes to load and ship. And I think it will be interesting to see if this has an impact on regional freight rates moving forward. Right, interesting, Leon. Thank you so much for this. Uh, maybe we can turn to Elliot and just see how this is going to impact the outlook. So, for example, we all know that um, there has been quite a bit of uh, economic pressure and we have seen uh, relatively underwhelming demand in most parts of the world, but all eyes are on China. So recent economic analysis uh, is worryingly showing slower economic growth. Do you think that is going to impact the Chinese uh, demand for bitumen? Thank you for the question. So municipal government debt is slowly becoming a greater issue for China and could result in declining demand for bitumen. So municipal governments, they issue debt through local government finance vehicles, which raise money for infrastructure projects, including highways and roads. But tighter fiscal funding from these municipal governments uh, could weigh on road paving activities and curb Chinese bitumen demand. However, we should note historically that the Chinese government has been the main driver of bitumen demand. The government has been spending heavily on infrastructure and highway expansion. Therefore, China's demand for bitumen is expected to remain relatively firm as multiple projects have already been committed to as part of China's five-year plans. Now, these plans commit China to its goal of increasing its highway lengths at a rate of 3 to 4 percent per annum, which is quite high. In 2023, China has also put together a five-year transportation infrastructure investment plan, which would expand expressways under the central government's purview to 130,000 kilometers by its final year of 2027, up 11 percent from the end of 2021. So this would not be affected by any issues relating to municipal governments as it is being conducted at the central government level. While we, we can also look at supply in 2023, total production year to date has increased by 1.79% according to China's National Bureau of Statistics. However, it should be noted that production in Shantong, the largest bitumen producing province in China, has declined by 10% in the same period. And this indicates that uh, production is becoming decentralized and is spreading out in the other provinces. 
Uh, overall, the expected decline in demand and robust production figures in China uh, will result in lower prices in the short to medium term. However, the extent of the, the decline in demand is still uncertain as it depends heavily on how China responds and how it implements its infrastructure expansion projects. Right, understood. So, well, as everywhere, it's uh, a bit uh, mixed picture, but let's see, let's see how it goes. Um, I actually wanted to divert your attention to South Asia. Um, we know that quite a lot of Russian crude has been exported or rerouted rather uh, from Europe to South Asia. Did this have any effect on the bitumen production uh, and or demand in the region? Yeah, sure. So the war has been ongoing since February 2022, and India has experienced a shift in its import basket of crudes. Uh, most of its crude has shifted from Middle Eastern sources towards Russian crude. And based on data from India's petroleum planning and analysis cell, the production from April 2023 to August 2023 uh, increased by approximately 8% compared to the same period in 2022. So that means that bitumen production has actually been increasing. However, we do not believe that these are a result from a shift in the import basket. Uh, rather, it, it results from an increased crude run rate, which have increased by 2.5%. The demand for bitumen in the region is expected to continue increasing due to India's ambitious highway expansion programs. According to government sources, uh, India has been building national highways in 2022 to 2023 at a rate of 50 kilometers per day. Uh, the government has already announced that it intends to award 1,000 to 1,500 kilometers in projects for the year of 2023 to 2024. And this indicates that the trend of continued construction will continue in the near future. Uh, it's really nice to hear that at least uh, somewhere there is uh, some pockets of demand. Right. Um, anything you can tell me about the Southeast Asia, perhaps, and the forecast? So for Southeast Asia, there haven't been any significant policy changes this year. However, there has been announcement in the Philippines, which has the potential to result in increased regional export demand. Uh, for the Philippines, highway expansion has been identified as a key sector under the new president, Ferdinand Marcos Jr., uh, his ambitious Build Better More program. Uh, president Marcos Jr. has targeted spending at least 5% of GDP annually on, on infrastructure spending. Uh, this is in line with the promises made by the previous administration under former President Duterte, and it remains to be seen if he would uh, fulfill these promises. Currently, according to the announced 2024 budget, the Department of Public Works and Highways of the Philippines will receive 2.67 billion US dollars to construct and improve roads, and 2 billion US dollars to conduct preventive maintenance and repair of roads. So, given that Philippines currently has no bitumen production facilities, uh, we expect that they will be dependent on regional imports to meet their demand. Very nice. So at least there's going to be a new and increasing outlet potentially for some of the key exporters in the region. Thank you. That was, I think, a rather quick run through um, most of the Asian markets. Maybe we can shift to uh, Middle East now. So Claire, um, seaborne bitumen prices in the Middle East uh, have been fluctuating in the past uh, six months despite poor demand. What were the factors behind these fluctuations? What affected this? Uh, typically, Middle East prices are mostly driven by South Asia demand, which has been lackluster since around March, especially in India. 
Major factors impacting demand there includes the lack of funds, the late disbursement of funds by the government, and the struggle by many road contractors to procure bitumen from importers or domestic refiners to continue road paving projects. With central elections in 2024, many par market participants uh, expected demand to surge in this calendar year and had pre-purchased quite a lot of bulk and drummed between volumes. But now with poor consumption, there is a supply glut of imported bitumen in the country and most of the importers are disinterested in procuring fresh parcels. Well, initially when there was some alleged in India, prices were the focal point. This was around June to July, when prices were under $300 per ton. But Middle East prices started to inch up because of higher feedstock costs and stronger foreign exchange rates, despite weakening demand in key consuming India. So now, many importers in India and South Asia are on the sidelines as inventories are high and any drop in prices, especially and again because of low demand in India, um, are not going to excite these importers as the focus is on domestic demand. But the fluctuation in the prices, albeit in a tight range of about $30 per tonne, was purely because of production costs and exchange rate fundamentals. Right, so what are your expectations uh, for Indian demand for the rest of the year? It all depends on whether the government will release funds. But market participants in India are slightly upbeat about demand in November and December. They are positive that state governments, which have been diverting infrastructure funds for other subsidy-related schemes, will eventually release all these funds in the coming month, and demand would peak in November and December. Last calendar year, India consumed about 8.05 million tons of bitumen, and initial expectations were for consumption to surpass that level this year. Market participants now believe that consumption would reach last year's level at the least, if not surpass it. But the domestic refiners have taken a production cut until demand strongly improves again. So having said that, a few Indian importers had mentioned to us recently that India has enough pending and new road projects for all the pent-up inventories of imported cargoes. And this can be consumed in a week to a fortnight. So on paper, there is very good demand for bitumen, but funding is still a pressing issue. Where consumption in South Asia pushed quite a lot of uh, South Asian Middle Eastern exporters to take um, bitumen cargoes into Southeast Asia. Is there an active arbitrage window for Middle East cargoes into Asia? And if so, will this continue in the near term, what do you think? Mm, well, an active arbitrage window is not really seen. But given that Middle East origin cargoes are relatively cheaper than Asia origin material, there is always some demand for Middle East cargoes. So last year, Singapore prices on an FOB basis were at around $200 per ton higher than the Middle East. And that was when an active arbitrage window was open and many Southeast Asian countries consumed Middle East barrels. The freight from Middle East to Southeast Asia is at around $150 per ton. So on a CFR basis, there is still a gap between Middle East and Asia volumes, as it takes around a month for Middle East bulk cargoes to reach Southeast Asia. So the traders have to wait for those cargoes and also predict the price volatility forward curve before closing a deal in order to avoid any profit margin losses against Singapore material. 
Also, demand generally peaks around the end of the year, especially in Indonesia. So traders typically opt for supply sources which are in their proximity in order to avoid any supply chain issues. Having said that, Vietnam has been importing some Middle East cargoes in the second half of this year. Demand there is pretty tepid and that has been pressuring domestic selling prices. So a few importers opted for Middle East barrels instead. And as long as the gap between Singapore and Middle East prices are wide on both an FOB and CFR basis, cargoes will continue flowing from Middle East to Asia in the near to midterm. Right, thank you for this. Maybe we should turn to Sarah and just see a little bit more of the outlook side and what has been the driving forces behind demand in Middle East and how this impacts the availability of the Middle Eastern volumes. Of course, thank you, Irina. And first, let's take a step back and look at what are the main drivers for asphalt consumption. So in the Middle East, it's obviously economic growth, infrastructure development, urbanization, maintenance and rehabilitation, weather conditions and government policies. Now, the economic situation is at the forefront, obviously, but the impact of it is not uniform and depends on the specific circumstances of each country in the region. So, for example, some countries face geopolitical challenges that impede the growth in projects, while others have been facing economic challenges. So I will give you an example of two countries that have faced different challenges. The first one is Iran, and obviously its biggest challenge is to overcome the adverse effect of sanctions on finance, inflation, and access to technology. Iran, which is the third largest bitumen consumer in the region after Saudi Arabia and Turkey, has seen demand stall around 1 million tons since 2019 and is expected to hover at that level in the next few years, especially as sanctions in the country has made it very difficult for Iran to finance its projects. Now, the second one is Turkey, which has been facing economic challenges such as high inflation and rapidly weakening currency, which has kept a lid on its projects. Turkey has announced uh, new road projects as well as airport expansion projects. I will just give you two examples, one of which is the expansion of the Istanbul new airport and another is the expansion of Antalya International Airport. And also, they do have reconstruction projects post-earthquake that struck the southern and central Turkey in February this year. However, that has been slow. So, for example, eight months on, rising construction costs and economic uncertainty have deterred companies from bidding for government reconstruction contracts and making the deadline for reconstruction look hard to reach, especially in the worst hit areas. Demand in Turkey seems to have peaked in 2017 at just over 3.2 million tons and is forecasted to plateau at around 1.4 million tons over the next few years. And the recovery seems unlikely as long as interest rates remain high as a result. Now, the compounded annual growth rate for asphalt consumption in Turkey between 2023 and 2027 is just 0.2%, whereas if we look at the region, the total compounded annual growth rate during the same period is 1.5%. Meanwhile, if we look at other countries in the regions, such as Oman, Kuwait and the UAE, they are less influenced by these factors and have a relatively steady demand. 
and not much growth is expected going further as not much change is expected in their market size. Okay, um, and what about the supply side of the equation? Are there any sub new supplies in the horizon and anything that can impact the Middle Eastern and maybe the wider Asian markets as well? All right, so when we're looking at capacity in the Middle East, it has been on an upward trend since 2021, and it is expected to peak by next year at nearly 20 million tons before it is expected to plateau in the next several years. Now, the peak in bitumen capacity comes as the Middle East refining capacity is expected to peak in the next few years. Middle Eastern countries, particularly GTT countries, are given the uncertainty over long-term oil demand, bringing an end to more than a decade of rapid expansion, which is why it is unlikely for any further export-oriented refinery projects to be approved. Now, the increase in capacity next year is led by Iraq, which is estimated to see capacity increase by 10% year-on-year. So the 248,000 ton additional capacity that is expected to come is from new and existing projects in Iraq, which is a part as part of a post-war drive for Iraq to rebuild its oil and gas sector. And that will offset the loss in capacity in Bahrain. So Bahrain's state-owned Babco plans to phase out fuel oil production following the upgrade and modernization project at its Citra refinery. And consequently, we will see a decline in bitumen production in Bahrain by 2025. Now, with rising total capacity, we expect refineries to run at a higher refinery utilization rate. So over the forecast between 2023 and 2027, we have an average utilization rate of 73.2%, and that compares to around 70% across the previous decade, so from 2010 to 2019. And as a result, we are seeing higher production levels year on year. Now, Iran will continue to lead as the region's largest producer over our forecasted period. Iranian production will stand between 5.5 and 6 million tons over our forecasted period. And just to put it into context, that represents about 42% of total production in the Middle East. The target markets for Iranian bitumen will mostly remain to its neighboring countries, such as Pakistan, Iraq, the UAE, and some African countries. But while Iran plans to lift its refining capacity to 3.4 million barrels per day by 2025 from 2.2 million barrels per day today, which will see production, bitumen production rise further, uncertainty persists over the fact on whether it can reach its goals, given the extent of the challenges its sector faces. Now, how does the balance look like, uh, given uh, what we discussed on the demand and the supply side? Particularly now uh, that Saudi resumed bitumen exports after a gap of two decades. So supply is expected to continue to outweigh demand, widening the surplus in the region. The net export position of the Middle East is expected to increase and peak just over 6.2 million tons in 2024. And obviously what is adding to the surplus is what you've mentioned, Irina, in your question, which is Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia state-controlled Aramco base oils arm Lubrev has shipped its first bitumen cargo of around 5,000 tons from Yanbu at the end of June this year. And it wants to export up to 500,000 tons per year from Aramco's Yasref refinery, which is actually a joint venture with China's state-run Sinopec. Now, Saudi Arabia was traditionally a significant bitumen importer, 
and regularly buying cargoes until actually a few years ago in term deals from the Mediterranean region, but of course from other sources in order to meet its road building requirements. But domestic demand in Saudi has waned in recent years, accounting for just 70% of levels seen in the late 2010s, leaving sizable surpluses available for export markets. The move would obviously add to global supply at a time when concerns over bitumen production and availability in many parts of Europe have been heightened by the EU and UK ban on imports of Russian crude and products, refinery feedstocks, and also bitumen. Now, aside from the likely exports into the Mediterranean through the Suez Canal, Aramco will be well-placed to compete with global suppliers in exporting bitumen to increasingly import-dependent South Africa. And it could also supply cargoes to Asia-Pacific markets, but obviously that depends on relative arbitrage economics. Thank you, Sarah. Well, I think on this note, thank you very much, guys, and thank you, everybody, for listening. For further information about the bitumen coverage, you can check out our Argus bitumen publication and Argus Asphalt Annual 2023. And to learn more about Argus Consulting Services, please visit www.argusmedia.com/consulting.